listening to Show Up, Stand Out, an online visibility show where we discuss how you can become more visible using social media and beyond, attract your perfect clients, and create more free time in your business and in your life so your dreams can finally become your reality. Strategies, mindset, interviews, opportunities, and lots and lots of actionable tips brought to you by your go-to online visibility strategist and your host, Juliette Stapleton. Hi guys, welcome to Show Up Stand Out. Uh, my guest today, Richard Fletcher, is an online business coach. We are going to talk about a lot of things that you might relate, especially if you feel forced into doing market, marketing the traditional way. But uh, let, before we go into the meat and potatoes of our show, Richard, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here, Juliet. Me too, because actually was following Richard from about 2017. <laughs> and, you know, I kind of kept an eye on what he was doing. I was part of his group. And I'm so glad that life has brought us back together now onto this show. And we can share some of the really cool stuff. Like, first of all, guys, prepare. Like, if you, if you like when people talk straight and, you know, there's no, like, all this uh, forced strategies, anything. I think Richard is the perfect guest because, you know, he just kind of talks, talks about things the way they are. Richard, what kind of coach are you? What, who you, do you help just before we, we start chatting so people know your background? Um, so I do a few things. I mean, I've just, I've just launched last week uh, a copywriting course, but specifically what I really do is I help coaches um, to get more leads and clients by posting on their Facebook personal feed. So essentially the strategy is super simple. There's a lot of people trying to do this right now, but doing it well is the key. So you add your ideal client as a friend. And obviously that means you need to know who your ideal client is, which is a whole other conversation, which will be a lot longer than this podcast. <laughs> um, then you put out the right kind of content to those people. And they're like, hmm, I need some of this, whether it's fitness, business, spirituality, whatever. Uh, then they end up in your messenger inbox. They're like, oh, can you help me with my problem? Or tell me more about your course, whatever. And then you use a method I call filter and convert, which is you filter out the ones who've got no money, who you just don't like as people, who you're like, if I had to spend even 10 minutes in a room with this person, I would probably want to jump off a bridge. Well, I don't work with those people. I only work with people I want to spend time with. And then I convert the rest. That's literally my entire system. Uh, so I've got a program that teaches people how to do that. And that is literally, that's pretty much all I do for a living, to be honest. This is very similar to what I teach. <laughs> Very similar personal profile, the best place to connect. And then, you know, you, you, you show up, you post things, people get, want to know more. And then, you know, so you said a couple of things there. And one of the things that very, very important is that you said that, that people come into your messenger box. Um, yeah, while I am right. a big ambassador to, you know, when you're connecting to people, acknowledge that they're real people. So don't just send them friend requests, send them a message, you know, but I'm always against this, um, you know, first message a pitch and you know um, and, and I have an issue with an outreach uh, in terms of like you know outreach and, and pitch your services in general so you were talking about people finding out about you now what's your stance there with um, you know actively kind of reaching out and looking for business with people um, well I don't do outreach anymore I used to in fact um, I would have to scroll back through our conversation, but I think probably the reason you ended up in my group in the first place was probably because I did some sort of outreach on you. I probably, I probably messaged you and said, hey, Juliet, would you like to join my group? Hopefully with slightly better copy than that. Um, 
Well, no, because I would never join your group if you just invited me to your group. I think you posted something and I saw you and I was like, oh, wow, it. this guy has it. Because I remember there was so much humor. And maybe you reached out after that. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, let's see. Um, yeah, I did send you a message to my group. Let's see, right here it says, hey, Richard, thank you for your messages. Bring a message. I normally ignore messages from people where they push groups on me before connecting previously. Smiley face. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> Did you put the smiley face because okay, you were so like, oh, you, I don't, you don't want to sound too rude. Humor. You got it's, me through the humor. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember you, that. I think, you may be, I think you may be right about your group. What are the rules? So it's like, it's like I'll let you off because your message was better than the rest of them. So I'm not actually against, despite what I say, I don't do it myself anymore. I'm not against direct outreach. I'm just against bad direct outreach. And I don't do it myself anymore, not necessarily from a moral perspective, just because I find it really boring. Like who wants to sit there sending 50, 100 messages a day to people going, excuse me, I have a new offer. Uh, would you like to join my offer? Would you like to sign up for my thing? We could have a free call about it. No, 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 no. And I'm just like, I just got to the point where I set up my group in July 2018. Or no, June, June 2018, sorry. And I did that until March last year, so 20, March 2019. And I got to the point where I noticed a change in Facebook in the way people were responding. Um, back in June, when I was sending the messages out, I would send 50 a day and I'd get 20 to 25 people saying yes, which is a pretty good conversion rate if I do say so myself. But by the time we got around to March, it was more like 10 people. Now, I know 10 people a day isn't terrible. It's still 300 a month in your group, which is no joke for free. But the amount of effort I was spending, um, not only that, I started considering, well, I'm getting a lot more if not abusive messages coming back, a lot more messages where people were not exactly happy that I'd sent them a message. Pushbacks, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think part of the reason is that people were copying what I was doing. Like I'd not seen anyone else doing inviting people to groups in this way when I started doing it. But then I sent so many messages out to people that they started doing it. It was like, oh, I'm going to start doing this as well. And people would message me saying, hey, someone else is using your message, but they just put their name on it and invite them to their group instead. I'm like, I kind of took it as a compliment. I was like, I don't know whether to be pleased or annoyed by this. And more and more people did it to the point where instead of it being like a new kind of funky, slightly cheeky message where people were like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, I'll join your group. It was like, oh, you're using another one of those templates. You're one of those idiots. I'm like, yes. no, I, invent I invented a template, honest. <laughs> by, then it's, by then it's too late, you know. And I was like, I just got to the point where I just noticed a kind of general change in how people were. Like, it used to be okay to send these kind of messages, but now they're getting 10 of them a day from various people. And it's like, I didn't want to put myself in the bucket of, annoying clueless marketer spamming people so i stopped doing it and i think a lot of people like when you do outreach unless you send an absolutely brilliant message and even then i, still, I feel it just comes across as slightly desperate these days and i don't know what your take is on that oh absolutely i i totally agree in fact i have a rule that you know i i tap on the shoulder i go away for a while i don't invite people who i don't know who haven't been following my uh, my posts to my group and right now i i right now as we're recording this i've closed my group because oh, okay. i felt like it was taking too much energy and it, it wasn't it was like a get together i'd never need to have get togethers in my mm. life you know unless there is real value and i'm not talking about converting into my business but i'm talking about actually having an exchange a value exchange so i stopped doing that but with i think what what uh, what happened in my reply to you then was saying i normally don't do that because there's a lot of people who are teaching these strategies mm. that yeah just send right. everybody um uh, messages but they're forgetting that we're on facebook and even you know on linkedin even it's annoying when somebody sends you a message and it's not you know, it straight away goes into some mm. sort of invitation um, and they don't even find out whether you're even interested in this area of whatever they're inviting. Right. You. Well, well, what you just said was um, kind of 
there's a way that someone could direct pitch me. Uh, I don't necessarily want to give people the formula because now I feel like I'm going to open myself up to hundreds of pitches, but there's, I don't hate direct. I don't hate pitches. Like if someone came to me and said, I've got a deal that's going to be really good for you. And they actually showed me a deal that's really good. I'd be like, awesome. You know, this is what I've been looking for. Um, let's say I'm trying to grow my Instagram and I've no idea how to do it. And someone shows me, Hey, I've got a deal on how to grow your Instagram and it actually works. And I'm like, Oh, this looks really good. This is what I've been looking for. I would be delighted. Um, as opposed to all those people who are like, I've got a thing on how to grow your Instagram. And it turns out to be a follow unfollow bot. And I'm like, thanks, but no thanks. But the problem is that most pictures in your inbox are doing the kind of, um, I would thought, can I swear on your podcast, Juliet? Is that allowed? Yes, of course. Yeah, I call it the throw shit against a wall technique. You throw as much shit against the wall and hope some of it sticks. Um, so they'll message <laughs> yeah. 100 people a day, often with an automated bot. Hey there, I noticed that you're in business. I'm in business too. It's nice to connect. By the way, I have a webinar on this and here's a link to my website and you can book a call with me if you want to talk about coaching. And it's like, that's not the way to kind of build any any sort of trust. But if, if you actually, instead of sending a message to a hundred people, what if you picked out five people in a day where you go, okay, this person would be ideal for my services. And you connected with them on LinkedIn or Facebook. And then you sent them a message. Like if someone messaged me and basically stroked my ego a bit and it was believable, like, we know we're all, we're all suckers for an ego stroking, aren't we? Um, we all like to hear nice things as long as it's, as long as we believe it's genuine. If someone came to me, it's like, Richard, I've been following your stuff for a while. I really like how, um, you know, how you have a sense of humor and you, your, your stuff just cuts through all the noise and you explain things in a simple way that other people don't. Basically, the things I want to hear about myself. Um, I'd be like, oh, yeah, thanks. Awesome. Um, and, but I noticed this. Um, I noticed you mentioned something about your Instagram, how you'd like to grow it. Or I noticed this that you mentioned in this post. And I actually help with this. And I don't want to be one of these annoying people with a cold pitch, but you actually mentioned this and I help with this. So I helped someone just like you last year. There was John Smith, who's also an online marketer who does this. I took him from 500 followers and he's now at 50,000. And he did it all organic, all organically without follow and follow. I'm happy to tell you more if you want, but you know, if you want to, if you want to tell me to get lost and block me, I understand that too. If someone said that, that that's in me in that kind of way, like like a normal human being, like like if I was talking to a friend of mine, like if I was talking to my best mate, I'd be like, look up, look Stephen, I want to basically I want to make a pitch on you or something because I think this would really help you. But you can tell me to piss off if you want, you know, because nobody wants it. Nobody wants a pitch, but I think this would really help if you want to hear it. And then he's going to say yes, and then I'll tell him. That's kind of how I would communicate with someone. But I go to them directly. Go, okay, what is it that's unique about them? What can I say about them that's actually, you know, specific to them? How can I give them an offer that's unique to them, as opposed to this scattergun? Let's hope someone says yes. One in a thousand people approach. I feel like you've got me ranting on a soapbox here, Julia. No, I love it. I love it because I'm about to kind of add to that rant as well. Yeah, please, please do. I am so about treating people like human beings because when somebody treats me uh, in a, like a bot but they're a real person but, but they but they are a robotic kind of they have a robotic communication and they didn't even they they literally disrespect me straight away i feel by sending me a generic message mm -hmm. um while you can still use some templates for example when i send uh, somebody a friend request i do no not when when somebody sends me a friend request and i accept it i immediately ask them why they connected because i want to know the link i want to know if we can collaborate i know i want to also know their motive you know because if I straight away see that they're going to be pitching me because some people go straight into the pitch I'm 
might not be interested, you know, it depends on how they do it, as you just said. But mm. you have to treat people like human beings. And it takes so little to do your homework before you reach out to somebody and to even see, um, you know, whether the vibe there, do you even like this person, you know, right. go to their personal profile. And some of us have very optimized personal profiles where you can see everything you do. And so I, I'm laughing when I'm getting pitches from people who want me, they want to teach me online visibility where this is exactly what I teach other people. And I'm saying, have you seen my profile? And they're like, where are you in your business? Have you seen my profile? Do you know what I'm doing? Oh my God, I get these all the time. Someone's like, connects with me and goes, hi, Richard, it's nice to connect. What do you do? And I'm like, it literally says it on my profile. Yeah. I, yeah, you've lost me straight away. And then I look on their profile and they're like, organic marketing specialist coach. And I'm like, well, you're going to teach, you're basically going to tell me to do exactly what you're doing, which is pitch me with some generic cut and paste. And I don't want to be doing that. I mean, part of, I think part of what people don't consider when they're trying to build up their business. Like when you're trying to build up your business and you don't really have a business and you've got the old client here and there and maybe you've got a day job, all you think about is how can I get enough clients? How can I get to that magic 10K a month, which is most people's magic number, isn't it? Uh, and then I can quit my horrible office job and then I can do this full time and laptop on the beach and all that kind of stuff. But once you've been doing it a while and you go, well, you start to go, well, actually working for myself from home is brilliant, but how do I want my day-to-day -day life to look do i want to be spending two hours every morning sending cut and paste messages to people um or do i want to be doing other stuff uh, what would and i sort of thought i started thinking a bit a bit like when i was sending all these messages to people out of the groups is this how i want to live my life you know for the rest of my life not really what would i like to do well <clears throat> excuse me i'd like to put out content that really helps people i'd like to put out content that's the kind of stuff i would like to read i'd like to put out stuff that would make me laugh that would be entertain me not just you know really dry here's how to do this thing you know here's how to get more leads and clients like everyone else um i'd like to do that and then i'd like people who are just like me or people who like that stuff to then come to me and say richard how do i sign up in your program and then i thought well how would i like the sales process to be would I like someone to book a call with me and then me spend 90 minutes on that call pitching them and then go through like 350 objections and really bully them to join the program? Or do I want it to feel like a dream where we talk for about 15, 20 minutes and they're like, oh my God, sounds, that sounds amazing, Richard. How do I sign up? And I send them a payment link and they pay immediately. None of this. You send them a link and then they disappear off for a day. And then they're like, oh, sorry, I got busy with some you know, miscellaneous non-specific non stuff, but I'll pay later. And then they disappear off. No, I don't want those kind of people in my life. So it's about, well, how could I get myself to a point where I'm doing that? Well, I just started doing it. I started putting that content out there, adding the right kind of people. Actually, funny you mentioned about sending me a message saying, hey, Richard, why did you connect with me? Um, I get people saying that to me and very often I come back with, I'll be honest, the reason I connected with you is because I thought you could become an ideal client in the future, but I don't know right now. So I added you uh, with the hope you'd see my content and maybe end up in my inbox. However, I understand if this offends you um, and you don't want to be seen as a lead, by all means, you can block me. <laughs> um, and some people are like, oh my God, block. And some people are like, wow, I really, I really respect your honesty. I thought that was what you were doing, but I wasn't expecting you to say it. <laughs> this is funny because, you know, I think that for me, honesty always cuts through everything else. And usually if you're honest with me about your intentions, if you're not trying to use any scripts or anything on me, if you talk to me like a, like a real human being, 
whether I need it or not need it, it's going to be a still good conversation. We're probably going to stay connected. We might even collaborate. You know, there could be so many things. Mm. If, you know, if I'm not going to become your ideal client, I will become your ideal referrer because I will be so in love with the fact that you are just an authentic human being who treated me with respect in the first place. I, and I don't know about you, Richard, but I get, I get very, I, I am someone who first, my first reaction is a pushback. And I think a lot mm. of people are like that. My first reaction, because, because I'm a private person, I don't like being interrupted. Nobody does. Nobody does. But my first reaction is a pushback. And that's where the authentic versus copy paste, or even if you're just making, even if you're writing it, but you're not putting your, like, you're not writing it like a human being. And as you said, you know, it's like throwing the shit on the wall. Or uh, I, I always imagine like a big street of people and you come out with a loudspeaker and you start, you know, your promotion. Yeah. How effective is that? Would you not just do a little bit, um, save your own time and dignity and, 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 and you know, um, the whole rejection that you're going to get from so many people because everybody, you still feel rejection even if you try and grow, you know, thick skin to it. And just do a little bit of homework, pre-qualify, try and build some rapport, see if there is anything, see if there is a genuine interest in, in what these people are looking for, you know, what you're offering, and then go into the pitch. Or I loved how you kind of put the, the pitch that you can put out there. And if they're not, not happy with that, that's fine. Honestly, some people, some people do not like that at all. Like they're like, Oh my God, that's terrible. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, fair enough. See you later. Um, I don't, if they don't like how I communicate with them in that way to start with, it's probably not going to get any better if they stay on my friend list. It's, it's only going to get worse from here. So they might exactly. as well, just, they might as well go and follow someone else. And that's okay. Um, no, I don't have to be wrong and they don't have to be wrong either. It's just a difference in taste and preferences. And it's okay. I'd rather kind of, they went over here first. Um, now one thing also from the Facebook algorithm, one thing, if you, if you work harder up front to try and, See, is this the kind of person I want to be adding as a friend? And no, the acid test for me is, would I sit in the pub with them? Well, maybe not so much these days, because I'm, <laughs> well, well one, one, one day in the future when I can leave my house again, would I be, would I be willing to sit in the pub one-on-one -on -one with this person, have a drink with them for like an hour or two, and have a chat about nothing to do with marketing, just life in general? That's a good barometer for, would I want someone to be on my friend list? Or you know, would I want someone to be in my program? And the more people I get like that on my friend list, the more they'll engage and more they'll comment and more, the more clients I'll get in the end. Um, not only that, you find that Facebook suggests people as friends in the suggested friends box who are just like your existing friends. So if you do a good job of adding the right people, Facebook then suggests more of them. If you add a bunch of like Bitcoin Forex spammers into your friend list, well, you'll get a lot more Forex trading spammers and you'll get those kind of pictures in your inbox. I don't think it's a coincidence that since June last year, um, I got my friend list up to 5,000. And then I was like, I, I ran a tool called Friend Filter to actually do, do some analysis, which is actually quite good. And I think it still exists. I think you still use it um, to do some analysis. And I found that only about 800 of them actually engaged with my post in the yeah. last six months. So I was like, well, what are the rest of them doing? So I ended up thinning my friend list down over the course of the next month from 5,000 to 2,000 people, which was a really boring activity. Yes. Really boring. <laughs> but, but I, 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 can, I can imagine. It was, it was, yeah, I'm not going to lie to anyone who's watching this or listening to this. It's really boring. It's not fun. But what you get to do is I think a lot of people have maybe they've tried to start various types of businesses or they weren't sure who their ideal client was. And they've added all sorts of people 
who just aren't going to be interested in their content now. And rather than keep them around in a kind of scarcity, well, they could become a client one day, get rid of them and only have people who are going to be interested in your stuff because it's really going to help your engagement. It also frees up room to add the kind of people who would be clients. And it, I don't know, it just does so much good stuff. It feels like, you know, when you, like, you clear out all the cupboards at home, and you've got yes you take I love all clearing this, yeah, yeah you, take it's all, huge... you take all this stuff to, I hate clearing out but I like <laughs> after I like the bit after when you've cleared out and you're like oh why didn't I do this I hate before? starting because it's very yes. overwhelming you're looking at all this clutter but then as you as you went through half of it you're like oh I feel better you know it's the same with clearing your computer like what I, what I said I, I once I had to close my group because you know I had to clear things that that I didn't feel like they were the authentic group. And the reason actually why I closed my group was there was a lot of people that were not looking for what I was teaching. And I don't even mm. know, like over time, they just joined the group, you know, and in the beginning, everybody don't feel bad guys. If you don't know exactly who your ideal client is, is yet, because you know, you need to figure it out, but it's something mm. that you figure out as you talk to people. And you know, it's, it's a process. It's not like a, aha and I know mm. I don't but not mm. for me anyway it wasn't like no, I agree it took, completely. Time. it took time so it's okay that you probably do have a lot of people who are you know incorrect for you but it's also okay to let them go because if you feel like they're incorrect for you they probably are and that's what I find you know when you have wrong people and even those wrong people who engage with you they're actually I find that they're energy suckers too even mm. though they don't mean it, but because they're wrong and they're constantly there. So don't be afraid. I, I, my, my message is like, don't be afraid to cut the cords and, and let go and try and focus on things that inspire you. Mm. I completely agree. You know, I don't know if you agree. I've, I see a lot of parallels between the marketing, um, well, I say not niche, but mar marketing and dating and relationships. Oh yeah. yes, love it. Yeah. I love this. Let's talk about yeah. this. <laughs> oh, you're like, okay, you know, this is this is going to be the longest podcast ever. <laughs> Three hours later, uh, it's we like, still have like, time, but I love like, it like, because like, I just exactly. I, this well, is. We go I'm going to, to say something if later. If we go back to the direct pitch analogy, that's the equivalent of some. You're stood at the bar having an having a nice cocktail or whatever you drink, you know, with it with your little finger out like a classy lady that you are, <laughs> having a sipping it, going, you know, talking talking about classy things, no doubt. Um, and you know, some bloke comes up to you in a bar. And it's like, hi, I want to meet you about like one centimeter away from your face and then you're like excuse me and he's oh. like i'm a really great guy and i would be a great catch for you and i saw you and we could we could date and we could be great and i would be perfect for you you're that's like you said with the the direct pitching you're gonna go in you're gonna feel defensive i don't care who you are you're gonna be like defensive you're like what does he want i need to protect myself i need to find out like who even if you found him attractive even if he seemed like like a good cat like actually i would normally find this guy attractive because he's in your face like this you're like i need oh to yeah this is it this is it even if it was your like absolute perfect match if they're in your face if they're so pushy and they're not giving you any private space Mm, space, space right so, so so what so the problem that people have is because they're always pushing forward trying to kind of get you to respond you're then going to take a step back if he took the time to take a step back and if he just said something simple like something that showed a tiny bit of awareness of a situation like oh i'm really sorry i've made you feel uncomfortable let me take a step back you know i know i've made you feel weird there uh, i just wanted to meet you but sorry i went a bit too far you'd probably be like 
oh right he's probably okay, not a complete yeah. psychopath you know i'll give it I'll, I'll give him a second, second chance you know, exactly i'm still suspicious but i'll give him a second you'd be like okay no 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 it's so you probably be like oh, okay no 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 it's Only okay with the, if there is a sense of humor involved in this yeah yeah like, like then if, you, if it was a lightheartedness yeah. if he if he didn't come over like sweating buckets being like nervous like shaking like this coming oh my god i've been i've been plucking myself up to do this for the last three hours you know it's, it's like if he, he just seemed like somewhat normal somewhat like oh, okay no you put like now most people aren't horrible people they don't want to be like rejecting and like a lot of a reason why i think like women can be shall we say bitches in that situation is because the guy won't take the hint unless you're really horrible yeah. to him then he goes away and he's like why the why are these people so horrible same online mm -hmm. people keep on pushing this forex thing onto him i'm like look i'm really not interested but thank you and then they push it again and then i'm like can you just fuck off block and then they're like why is everyone so horrible online you know i i know thing. i know it's it's actually so it's it's exactly with selling and with with pitching with direct outreach it's exactly the same as the dating situation and you know whether you're a woman or a man it doesn't matter but you you can imagine this thing and it also i find that it's also like how fast can you progress um, in your prospecting line? Now you're talking with a woman who got married in the first marriage after two weeks and also was engaged on the first date to my current husband. Wow. So <laughs> I, I can move fast if I feel like it's the right thing to do. <laughs> well, I waited 13 years to actually get married after the second time, <laughs> but, but we were together from the first date. So what I'm saying is, um, you know, sometimes when it feels right, it can be, and momentarily like it could be from the first conversation you can start getting some sort of business arrangements exactly very exactly. fast exactly but same same thing yeah i've uh, i've signed up for you know 10k programs after speaking to someone for like 20 minutes uh just because i thought yeah i like this offer it makes sense yeah. um, they talk to me like a normal person rather than some desperate marketing you know cyborg um yeah okay this, this seems good let's do it but on the flip side of a the coin, there's people who appear in my inbox trying to sell me like a $7 ebook, and I'm still like, no way. And so it's not necessarily the price of it, it's not necessarily the kind of the, the level of commitment that you've given yourself to. It's just sign of that, that trust. And I think it's never been harder to get trust online than it is today because of all these people doing this kind of stuff. And we've all signed so up true. for these, we've all signed up for these high ticket programs and offers and all kinds of stuff that promise the world and then didn't really deliver. And then that makes it harder for the next person who comes along. Same in the dating scene, you know, um, a woman, a woman goes out with her first boyfriend at 16, let's say, and he's like completely, you know, fresh and green and excited. Then he cheats on her with her best friend. And she's like, Oh, right. That was a bit, I didn't like that. But then she kind of goes into it again. That happens like another three or four times. She gets a bit cynical and a bit like, okay, I'm going to be a bit more defensive. I'm going to protect myself now. I'm going to kind of feel this guy out. Same in marketing terms. Yeah, uh, it's true. And, and, and I think if we can have a bit more empathy as marketers and understand when we approach people that they're not being horrible, but they're just suspicious and it takes longer to trust us. Well, now, now you've got a chance, which again, I feel that I prefer my current strategy for that reason. Because someone, I can add someone as a friend. When I add them as a friend, I know they're going to click my profile. They can scroll through my post. There's no risk to them. I'm not kind of pressurizing them into a sale. It's them doing all the kind of the checking and, and they go, okay, I'll add him as a friend. Then over the course of the next month, might be longer they're going to see my posts and if they resonate with them they'll see a post here that made them laugh another post where they see like got 250 comments wow people are responding to this guy uh, another post where i taught them something that no one else was teaching them about i don't know how to write an engagement post or something then another post where i got a result for someone just like them and they keep on seeing stuff like this over time then eventually they're like do you know what 
even though I've signed up to a billion of these things before, maybe this guy can help me. Um, I've had people who've come to me after saying, God, there was one guy I did a call with who didn't sign up and he came back a year later. It was 20, September 2018 to September 2019, I think it was. He's like, I've been, uh, we did a call a year ago. I don't know if you remember, Richard, but I didn't sign up. It wasn't the right time, but I'd like to sign up with your program now. I've been following you since then. Uh, I've been like, okay, cool. And that's kind of, that's the way I want to do things. Some people take longer to trust. And rather than me knocking on the door saying, are you ready to open it now? It's like, no, I'll keep on putting this stuff out there. And when you're ready, you can come to me. I read um, just a couple of days ago, I read these statistics that 80% of um, people who follow us will need 90 days or more to mm. actually be ready mm. to buy from us. And yeah. you know, I mentioned now about my marriages and everything, but guys, I've done so many pushbacks on dating and men wouldn't even approach me. They were so intimidated. <laughs> and I, it's not a normal. I'm just talking about the right thing. So when you know it's the right time or right thing, it doesn't matter whether it was five minutes or five years, you're going to do it when, it's, when it feels right, right. to you. Right. So so, but in order for it not to feel wrong, and you mentioned like a sweaty person coming up to you and like <laughs> summons their courage for three, there's this horrible, desperate, nervous en energy. Mm. And I don't know what they need to possess to, for, or what the woman, the woman probably needs to feel like she's a savior or something, just like feel sorry for the guy. And you know, that's where the, the conversation can happen. Most of the time it's just a, a complete no. And so when I am the same like you, I want to have relationships with my clients who are, that, that are, I don't necessarily want to become their best friend, but every client that I work with, uh, there's always deep relationships. So I couldn't possibly be working with someone who is impersonal or, or, of kind of feels fake or feels weird to me. And I think it's important. There's some one thing that people don't think uh, deep enough is about the quality of people that will come mm. to work to them and what it's going to do to them um, when the you know coaching session or whatever work you're delivered is finished and you've interacted with this person and what you're taking home, so to speak. Mm. Um, the, the vibe, the energy, because if they're not a good match, it's going to affect, I don't know about you, but it affects me so badly if I work with people who are not a good match for me. Yeah, it does. I mean, um, I, I try, I try and act all tough, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of sensitive in some areas. Like, like if some, if some dickhead is like, Oh, you're an idiot or whatever, I don't care. But if, if someone's paid me money, there's two things that really bother me. If someone's paid me money, then they're not happy at the end. Um, then that really bothers me. Um, and similarly, if, if I, if I upset someone who I consider to be a good friend, that bothers me as well. Uh, but, but yeah, it's get, getting people in where you're going to enjoy working with them and they're going to listen to you and then go away and implement. Um, I had a woman last year where, um, it was the start of my new program, uh, which is now what, what it's called the ecosystem. It still, still exists now. Um, she was the first customer I signed up to it because I was so keen to get people in for a new program. I kind of pushed a bit too hard and I said, I'll tell you what, she was like, I'm not sure if I want to do this sort of selling on my personal feed thing. I was like, well, tell you what, why don't you give it a whirl? Uh, if you don't like it, it's a six week program. Give it a whirl. If you don't like it, I'll give you a refund. Now, this was my fault. I didn't define what giving it a whirl meant in my head. That's like, you know, watch the first video, you know, I'll give you some help. You can try a couple of posts. If that doesn't work for you, then if you don't like it, we'll call it quiz. Instead, this person went through my entire program had hundreds of messages back and forth, voice notes and stuff, watched every video, came on every call, asked tons of questions, took hours and hours of my time and got to the end and went, I've decided it's not for me, I want a refund. And I'm like, oh, that, that bothered me for about four or five days afterwards. I, I but was, that would that would bother you because that would make you feel used, which which actually exactly what... Yeah, what well, that, it, did, it did a bit. Um, but it also, it also, it was helpful in a sense in that it really kind of, 
I think there's a lot of people who will be listening to this now who will logically understand what I'm saying and what you're saying as well. Like, yes, yes, I don't want to sign up clients like that. But when the bills need paying or when, you, you know, when you've not signed up a client for three months and someone comes in and wants to give you 5K or whatever, you're going to say yes. And it's only later on, three months later, when they ask you for a refund or they're really unhappy. And you, you, know, you might say, oh, well, I said no refunds, so no refunds. But you know they're really unhappy um, and then you feel bad about it. And yes, you've still got the money, but it just the whole thing feels like bad and you don't want to feel this way in your business. But that's the, that's the time when you've had that slap in the face where you go, okay, I'm going to be more careful next time. Um, and I'm not, I'm not sure if there's any way to shortcut that. I don't know what you think, Julia. It's kind of getting that slap in the face is very, uh, very instructive. Well, first of all, people work with people and slaps in the face will always happen. Hmm. My problem with, with my experiences wasn't that my clients weren't happy or, you know, were blaming me for not getting results or wanted their money back. It was literally that we were growing apart and it was eating me inside, hmm. seeing that my advice and, uh, and what I can do with, for this person is not listened to. So we're growing apart, you know, and there is just, you know, it's become, the person become insensitive to what they're doing. And then whatever I am doing for them uh, is kind of technical part that, that doesn't mean anything. There is no impact. And that killed me inside. And, and it's very difficult then to break. So my advice to you guys, if you, there is no way that you can avoid and always have just perfect everything, you know, because we can't on our, when we are creating our, you know, conversations, whether it's a call that you're taking or, you know, you, you've messaged, you, you don't know, first of all, you don't know the person's integrity, like in your story with mm. that lady. You don't know. It's, it's, it's something that will show later. But also uh, watching out for red flags is so important. Even when you're desperate for the money, watching out for the red flags. If you experience something in the past, for example, I've experienced um, the thing that when somebody is worried about investing into my program and I can see that they're worried and then I don't push them, but they made a decision that insecurity doesn't go away. If they're worried mm. about their program, they will either cut it short or they could, they could pull out. Um, I personally don't want to encourage anybody who's worried about their financial situation say, well, right. you know what, you can push it and I can help you because they don't trust themselves. So it doesn't matter what I'm going to give them. They are not going to get the results because they actually don't trust themselves. Um, mm. You know, most of the time, they're, of course, there's an exception, but that's course, just my, yeah. my personal thing. So I'm trying mm. to watch and I've promised myself that I don't care how much desperate I am for money. That doesn't happen because I'm connecting to people on a different level, but it doesn't matter. I do not want to work with people for the sake of the money because it's going to bite me in such a horrible, vulnerable place that I will feel so bad because relationships is important. Maybe it's because I'm an empath and an introvert and, you know, I work one-on-one -on -one and so there's deep relationships, but I, that's what business is. It's relationships, I think, especially in coaching. Mm, I completely agree. I, mean, I think people in general are sensitive and you know, don't like to hear bad things. Nobody likes to... I don't think there's many people out there. Everyone always goes on about all these scam coaches who are only out for the money, but I don't think there's many people like that. I think most people want to do a good job. And when you sign someone up who's wrong and then they're not happy, you feel bad about it. Um, I've noticed, I think, I think what you said just then was a great point about the people where you have to kind of convince them into signing up. Um, it goes back to what I was saying before about wanting to get the right kind of people in and not being obsessed with the salesy side of going, okay, how can I overcome every objection? If someone's got a few questions about my program, like logistically about, okay, how's it going to work? How much time do I need? That kind of stuff. Brilliant. You know, obviously they need to know this stuff, but if someone's like, if I really have to work so hard to convince someone 
I've noticed a correlation between that and having to convince them to do every little thing yeah. in the program because they have such big fear blocks to get over with everything. Like, oh my God, you're asking me to make a post on my Facebook personal feed and all these people are going to see it. What if they don't like it? Oh, da, da, da. Then you're talking down off a ledge off that. Then they do a sales call and you're talking off a ledge. All the time, it's like, you feel like you're talking them not to quit or, you know, you, and it's like, I want people who are just going to get on with it and do it and get results. Uh, and then go, Oh my God, Richard, this is brilliant. This is fantastic. And I tell all their friends, those are the kind of people I want. It was the massive shift in my business when I promised myself not to ever convince somebody, uh, or ch try and change their minds. And I, I literally, I took this, what you see is what you get. If I have to convince you that any of the things that I'm talking openly, that these are the strategies, if I have to convince you, you're the wrong person for me. I'm mm. not going to spend that time. I can't like hypnotize you and take, take the fear away or anything. And it's going to hurt me as well. So I think that first, you know how they say, always everything starts from within. I truly, truly believe yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So think about what life you just said. Like, how, how will my life look like? Do I want this? Do I want to get up and send 100 messages in the morning to somebody? Or shall I send five messages to somebody that I genuinely, you know, acknowledge them as real human beings, see where this goes, you know, know can 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 take us build a report like if you were to just spend some time in a pub or wherever wherever your situation but how does the conversation flow because if it doesn't flow in a normal chat forget about business that's how i feel mm. yeah okay. i have uh, i have a question before i let you go um sure. in, in kind of in short but this is something that where i want people to go next is you have you're talking about the magic sauce sometimes a lot yeah. <laughs> what is the magic sauce how can uh what what are the principles because i know that there is a really good link in the description to this show and or in the show notes if you're listening to this as on a podcast um that you definitely should straight away go and um and avail what's on that page i'm not going to reveal but uh, just just let them richard if you can just describe what to expect yeah, so the link you mentioned, obviously, is a, a 20-minute video that goes into this year in a lot more detail. And I'm obviously not going to take 20 minutes to explain it now because, you know, we've all got lives to go and lead instead. But uh, the magic source is simply, well, what is it that you've got to offer in your business? Because pretty much everybody listening is going to have some sort of competitor who's offering the same thing as they are. You know, you're a business coach. I'm a business coach. There's a billion other business coaches. Well, how do we stand out as business coaches? What do I offer that's different to what you offer? You've got your own set of skills. You've got your own things that you can offer a client, and I've got mine. And some people will be more suited to me than you. And your magic source is how do you help people get the results in a way that's different to what everybody else does? Uh, doesn't matter whether you're a fitness coach, spirituality coach, whatever. You've got your own method and your way of doing things that can impart that wisdom, can get those results that other people can't. And I think the big mistake that people make is they're always looking for, uh, to copy systems. Um, and, and I love systems. I love like, you know, step one, do this, step two, do this or whatever. But when you're just trying to copy what other people are doing, <clears throat> like for example, um, there was a guy on, uh, I saw a posting yesterday seeing who said, well, my strategy for content is I see what's working for other people then I copy it and I put it in my own words. And I'm like, Yes, I can see that works in terms of getting engagement, but all you're doing there is becoming a watered down version of other people. And you need to get to the point where you've got your own opinions and your own ideas and your own unique thoughts on the subject. So when you put stuff out there, people are like, do you know what? I haven't seen this before or I haven't seen it explained like this or you know, this is completely new. Um, that is what the magic source is, essentially. 
Amazing. But you said one word that I find um, people, people, that triggers fear in people. When you say to them, you need to get your own unique ideas. And mm. they're like, oh my God, imposter syndrome. And you know, they, they get so scared. Yeah. Actually, it's really, again, about all about trusting yourself, isn't it? It is. I mean, to be honest, I think some people shouldn't be coaches. Um, you know, I'm not here to insult your audience, but, uh, but some people shouldn't be coaches. You know, you get these 19-year-old life coaches who've been to a Tony Robbins weekend seminar and they've walked on hot coals and got all inspired. And they're like, I'm going to be a life coach. Why don't you wait 20 or 30 years, you know, and then be a life coach? Um, but a lot of people, you know, you're looking, if you're one of the people who's a life coach who's got 20, 30 years experience, well, just have a look around your industry. What are the other life coaches doing that annoys you? What kind of advice are you giving where you go, that is a lot of crap. Okay, that does not work. Now, for example, a lot of people say, if you want to feel more confident about yourself so you can run a big successful business, write affirmations on the mirror in <laughs> lipstick every morning or whatever. Uh, you know, I, am, I am a strong, confident woman and I am successful. I'm a strong, and it's like, no, me personally, I think that's a lot of crap because when you write stuff like that, your subconscious mind kicks in and goes, no, you're not, you're a loser until exactly. you've actually got evidence to prove it wrong. Um, but, you know, if you're a life coach who's looking at this stuff and go, I think affirmations are a lot of crap. Well, you could put content out that says, everyone says this about affirmations and you might have tried this and you've not got any results. Here's why you've not got any results and here's what to do instead. Uh, that's a technique I use a lot called Everyone else says the truth is X, but actually it's Y. All you've got to do is look at what everyone else is saying. What are some accepted wisdoms? Another one in online marketing is be authentic. I agree with be authentic, but that is not the only thing you need to be successful. Lots of people being authentic, making no money. Also, lots of people being completely fake and making lots of money. So that's not the thing that makes you money. That's just part of being a good person, offering a good service. Uh, but again, you know, these are the kind of things I talk about when everyone else on your feed is going, just be authentic and the money will come. And I'm like, you're writing that and I know you're making no money and you're just saying high level stuff and it doesn't mean anything. I actually say something different to that that makes people go, well, no one else is saying this. And even mm. if they disagree with me, it's still interesting. So if I'm more likely to read more of my stuff in future. Um, so you know, that's, how, that's how kind of people can go about doing it. It's not about going, oh my God, I need to be like the best person who ever did this ever. It's more about you've got your own experiences that you've built up over years of doing this and you can talk about that rather than just copying what everyone else is saying because that's the right thing to do. So in a way, when you're saying you're unique, you, you, the unique, be different, be unique, it's actually really the unique combination of your opinions. They, some, somebody in the world can have exactly the same opinion, mm. but there's, you know, it's okay. But the more we express what we actually think about a certain matter, um, that's what makes it unique. Uh, and so ju I, I just wanted to kind of highlight this because I know that it could turn straight away into that limiting belief and God knows it might cause another affirmation on the, on the mirror or yeah. something that you will, you will have to use, you know, to get over it, but you don't need to get over it because you don't need to overthink it. It's li literally just, you know, be, be confident in mm. saying what you believe in. Well, absolutely. I mean, and this brings up another thing in terms of fear, the fear of being judged and the fear of getting negative comments. Because when you say stuff like this and you say, everyone else is telling you this and it's all the crap. Well, guess what? The people who are saying this, who read that, they don't like it too much. Yeah. <laughs> they don't like it, but you just said what they've said is a load of crap. But basically, well, to be fair, most people aren't your ideal clients anyway. You'll end up unfriending them, which is get a good. You're thinning down your friend list into ideal clients. Um, but yeah, you get that fear because I know I can make a post that says, the way to success in business is to be authentic. And I know that I can make that and I'm in my safe zone there. Nobody's going to disagree with me because nobody's going to reply going, 
that's a load of bullshit, Richard. The, the answer to be the answer to be successful in business is to be a massive fake like me. You know, nobody's going to say that. So you're not <laughs> going to get you're not going to get any uh, opposite views on that. So you know you're in your safe zone. It's like yeah. no, you need to be a good person. You need to be kind, and you need to be. It's like nobody's disagreeing with this, but it makes it really beige and boring. And yes, it does. you've got to get to the point where you're not being controversial for the sake of it, but you've got to have some dissenting opinions. You've got to have something that's a little bit contentious. Otherwise it's like, you're just saying stuff. that's like uh, amounts to saying, Hey, remember to keep on breathing if you want to stay alive. Well, I don't disagree <laughs> with that, but who cares? Yeah, exactly. I love it. On this note, guys, uh, if you want more of Richard, click on the link, go and watch that video. Absolutely worth it. There's not going to be any kind of like a super salesy pitch or anything. Actually, I think that Richard's one of the most authentic people that I've seen in marketing um, and especially after that 20 minutes video um, and I ju I'm just laughing because you just gave out about the word authentic and I called you that but that's the truth you know that's the truth so uh, thank you so much uh, Richard for being my wonderful guest today I thought that this chat was absolutely brilliant and this is all about just just being real and, and treating people getting real in in your business and in your marketing as well and guys I will see you next week on another episode of show up stand out if you have any questions post them in the comments Richard or myself will get back to you and definitely go and click that link and check out Richard's uh, magic sauce video see you later bye bye Thank you for listening to Show Up, Stand Out with me, your host and your online visibility strategist, Juliet Stapleton. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. And if you're ready to be more visible and create an impact, check out julietstapleton.com to see how I can support you on this journey and help you show up fearlessly and with ease.